0: Hello and welcome to the Fit for Life podcast with your host, Alan Fitton. In this podcast, I will be covering fitness for later subjects and my experiences to do with nutrition, building muscle and weight loss to name a few, and how, above all, to keep fit for life. Hello and welcome back to episode six of uh, the Fit for Life podcast with your host, Alan Alan Fitton. Um Hello. I hope you're all well. Uh days slightly later going up this week because of uh yesterday uh, was mental health day. Um going down a segment here. Um and then also what do you call it? Um yeah, yesterday was a rough day for me. Um I lost my mother earlier this year. I'm pretty open to transparent on this podcast. Me, this is me as a person. Um and it was her birthday yesterday, so I needed to take a day off from social media, content creation, um, all, and et etc. for obvious reasons. A little bit of me time. Didn't really know how I was going to feel on the day. Um, so yeah, that's me being open and transparent. That's why this is going up a day later. I do apologize. I just needed a bit of respite yesterday for obvious reasons. Um, so once again, I'm up to seven reviews on um, Apple Podcast now. So thank you so much. Absolutely epic. Again, getting some great feedback. Keep it coming. Again, if you haven't already, please do subscribe on uh, Apple Podcasts, on Spotify. Um, you subscribe to my YouTube channel. That would really, really, really help me out um, very much so in doing this. You know, it'd be ace if in the future I could get up to doing more so like two episodes a week. Obviously, I do what is uh, good for my diary and what I can fit in. Um, but at the moment, once a week is good for me. You know, down the line in the future, if this continues to do well and I'm getting good feedback, then maybe two episodes a week down the line. But for now, one works well, and I'm getting good feedback. So just a massive thank you from the bottom of my heart, really. Um, So last podcast, uh, that that the subject we covered was obesity and the obesity crisis. Um, And my thoughts on it, because obviously very close to my heart, because, excuse me, I used to be bigger. I was a bigger individual. So I've been through what an awful lot of PTs haven't, I'm sorry to say. Um, but So today's podcast, we're going to be covering the subject of... Um, what it's like to be clinically obese. Because a lot of you people listening to this will not have experienced it. A lot of people do not know what it's like to be bigger, to be obese, the mental health um, complications, how it makes you feel, um, what it is like to be bigger, how it impacts your mental health, your physical health, your social life, how it kind of affects every aspect in your life. And I want to share my experience from what I felt from when I was bigger. The goods, the pros, the cons, um, and what I went through. Now, this is all my experience. This is all my opinion. Someone else bigger may not be going through anything like that in today's day and age. Or anything like that because things are different now. Um, but this is all my opinion and all based on my experience. So I just wanted to get that cleared out the way first. So I was... The, my biggest weight I got to was 18 stone. If you've not listened to the first episode, please do go listen. To, I, I dove a little bit a little bit into it. Um, I was 18 stone um, and my biggest waist size was 44. It wasn't specifically my waist, it was more kind of up in my stomach. I had somewhat of like a donut ring that went around my, my centre um, that made it very hard to get clothing to fit me. Um, and yeah, that was it's it complex. But that started coming on me from the age of 11 um, and got increased more and more so from then on really um, which was probably due to lack of knowledge nutritionally for myself, uh, for my parents, not by, you know, not their fault by any means. Um, I think society and their generation wasn't a lot of education on nutritional foods and exercise and such forth in them growing up and it wasn't a priority for them. Um, So I was quite inactive. I didn't do an awful lot. Wasn't very into sports. Um, If I didn't have to, I didn't do it. Um, So I ate, majority, like, frozen-based foods. I was a good I liked, like, treated foods. I couldn't stand fruit and vegetables because my palate just hated it. If if literally I was that child that if I put a pea or a a broccoli or a green bean on my tongue, I'd I'd gag, like, legitimately. I just could not stand the taste. I could taste severe bitterness when eating vegetables. Food didn't mind most more, you know, more so, but I just genuinely didn't, choose to want to eat it um I'd much rather have had chocolate like my majority of kids nowadays um so you know there was the complications as, as a child I wasn't the easiest of child let's put it that way um and as I said vegetables just tasted very bitter to me didn't enjoy the taste of them didn't enjoy eating them so therefore I didn't want to um so I ate a lot of like things like uh, processed chicken chips um uh, I did my potato pizza all these kind of foods um, and I love like things at like McDonald's and, you know, back when I was younger, um, my father wouldn't take me to McDonald's because they had a bad hype back then towards the food that it sold at, at that point. So he'd much rather take me to like a Wimpy or give me a cheaper, because he thought that the food quality from these establishments was better than the McDonald's, which probably back then, to be perfectly honest, wasn't far from the, from the truth. Although I'm probably sure Wimpy was probably sitting in a similar um, page to what McDonald's was. Um, but anyway as I was saying, I was 18 stone, 44 inch waist was my biggest, Um, I'd go to shops, clothes wouldn't fit me, um, and obviously it just got worse and worse throughout the years, as what I said, the the statistic there was my biggest, and I was, I've checked online, I was categorized as being clinically obese, um, 30 plus on the BMI scale, I was, yeah, clinically obese, Um, and that was at my biggest point to, before I made like the lifestyle change that I made, Um, but obviously prior to that, it just got worse over the years. I think from my age of 11, the weight started to come on me. And you can see a little bit in photos when I was younger, a bit of additional weight coming on me when I was going swimming and doing surfboard and such stuff forth like that. I could see a bit of weight coming on me. And it just increased and increased and increased over the years. And, and I, as I said, I think it was a mixture of um, bad foods, that, not bad foods, but calorie dense foods that I was eating that weren't so great for me. And the... Not so much amount of activity that I did, that I didn't have to. And then, obviously, it came to a point where it's like a double-edged sword, in, especially in school and high school. Because, obviously, when you get bigger, your body confidence and your confidence in yourself <laughs> pummets. Um, I think back when I was younger, there wasn't quite as many people that were bigger. Um, so it definitely took a knock on my confidence um, and how I saw myself, even from a young age, um, made me quite shy. Made me quite withdrawn um, and made me embarrassed, I think, is the biggest thing. I hated getting changed in, like, the school changing rooms in front of all the other lads because, obviously, I was bigger. I to always keep a T-shirt on because I was embarrassed with the, from the way I looked. Um, didn't so much mind taking my pants off and showing my legs. But my stomach, because I, I was bigger, I had rolls and, and things like that, I was just, I hated my body and my my, my physique. Um, really didn't like it, so I hated having to get changed in the um the PE what do you call them in the changing rooms in front of other lads because I was just I thought I was gonna get bullied and thus forth like that um and you know that was probably where I, I started noticing that people treat you differently if you're bigger I think you're definitely in school definitely the the, the kids that surrounded me um treating me differently because I was bigger indefinitely um because the sea was being lazy the sea was being um just, I don't know, they just take a disliking for you, to you because you're different, because you're bigger. Probably less likely in today's day and age, because we're a lot more accepting now um, from what things were back then. Um, but I was definitely seen in a different light, even by some teachers, treated me a little bit different. Um, and, you know, because of the way you are, um, especially when it came down to PE and stuff. And I just, because I, I, I felt I was so, n- <laughs> um, I am so bad at... <laughs> Sport. <laughs> my mindset just could be the wind. Then talking about Wes, Um, I'm so bad at sport. Like it is unbelievable. I legitimately have two left feet. I once went to play football with um, with Wes and the lads when we used to work together. Um, and I legitimately tripped up my own left foot as I was playing sport and running. Um, I'm that bad at sport, so. That also with the fact that I was bigger, I felt slower, I felt sluggish. I just didn't enjoy playing sports. So because of that, I just kind of chunched away from it and didn't want to do it because it was just embarrassing to me. I hated it. I hated it. I hated more so I to get changed in the change rooms in front of all the lads that I knew they would laugh at me and look at me in a different limelight um, and treated me differently because I was bigger. That then also converted into me not being very good at sport and not being very confident. And it kind of made me enclose a little bit because I was just embarrassed because of the way that I looked and the way I felt. and didn't really know what to do back then to get help and to, to be put on the right direction. So I guess that's kind of where things started and obviously things dispelled and got worse really um, because I continued to be less active. I went to the school uh, horticulture centre because I felt more comfortable there, doing less sport in school, wasn't eating but great at home and just the weight kind of went up and up and up because I wasn't very active at the weekends at home, didn't really do any sports, I did cycling, I didn't mind cycling. Um, but yeah, so obviously as, as time progressed, uh, things got worse um, I think clothes could fit me back then but I started having to get larger sizes and obviously as time went on and on and on as I was getting more towards 16, 17, 18 my weight continued to go up and up and up um, because I was still not very active still not eating the best um, and the weight was to continue to increase, increase, increase going from size medium to large chops to XL to triple XL and I got to the point in um in when we went shopping then nothing would fit me at all and um, we got to the point where I couldn't get pants. I was having to go a bigger size on the waist to get pants up over my legs um, and then having to wear like a belt on the top to fasten them. But then eventually got to the point where I couldn't even get pants up over my legs. And if I did, I couldn't even fasten them. Um, and that was kind of the 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 severity that it got to. And it got to the point where I was in shops that even the larger sizes wouldn't touch the sides, um, literally. <laughs> um, and I think back and I'm like, i don't think i actually wanted them to do a bigger size to fit me i think at that point i wanted to change to fit into them um but i just i knew nothing about fitness and exercise neither did my parents um also you know within that principle i don't think it was there's it was just something that they're hoping that i was just going to either get a growth spurt um to improve me or to start getting fit or to start doing more activity and fitness and sport and things we kind of waiting on that. But I never really asked for that help. Um, and also, they'd never had a PT. They'd never known about nutrition. They couldn't even afford that, to be perfectly honest with you. Um, so that option wasn't open to me. Um, and, you know, I just don't think it was... Yeah, it, it, it's it's tough. So I, I was definitely stuck in a rut. And um, things just getting more and more and more out of control. Um, and because of that, I just came more and more and more and more of a recluse. I was just anti-social AF. Um, no clothes would fit me nicely. You never feel kind of confident or happy wearing anything. because Nothing kind of fits well because you're bigger. I felt like all the clothes I was putting on was just to cover me up and just to um, hide me. You know, I didn't want a, a top that kind of showed my balls. I wanted everything to be baggy. I used to quite often wear um, a t-shirt or a vest with a shirt on top. Cause the shirt could be open and loose and it would just kind of fall like straight on on my side so it wouldn't because obviously i had like a roll around my center it wouldn't like accentuate that and show that off although i still look big don't get me wrong but it fit me better and didn't kind of emphasize that role or that part of me that I was insecure about and that i didn't want people to see so people would always probably see me in like a shirt open with a t-shirt or vest underneath um in work where i worked at my i would always always wear a hoodie Um, no matter what, even if I was ridiculously hot to the point where I was melting, I would still wear my fleece or the hoodie. It was more of a zip up fleece really, but it's baggy and it would just, it would hide me and it wouldn't cling to me and it'd be my security blanket. I remember there's a manager there that I used to work with and she used to say to me, I think, I think she was aware of how I felt about myself. And she used to say, you know, when I was working my ass off and, you know, I had a sweat on she'd be like, Alan, aren't you hot? why don't you take your, your fleece off? And I just never, I, I would never, you know, that was my security blanket. Like if it went missing, I'd be, I'd be spend half an hour in the store trying to find my fleece um, because it was like, it's my security blanket. I put it on and I feel like it hid me from the world. I, I felt comfortable in it. Whereas if I just wore the t-shirt, it was always awkward for me ordering um clothing and work because it would always be too, usually too small. um I never fit correctly. I'd always have to go and buy my own child to make sure that they fit me properly. Um And then, the t-shirts I had have to order from work, I always go try and get bigger. Um, but yeah, so that, that, that made me feel really quite insecure if I'm honest. Um, and that was obviously an insecurity from being bigger and overweight. Um, and that's the, the way I, I, I kind of, it made me feel. So some people have the, or some people that are bigger have an amazing outgoing personality and it's a contrast and they have this amazing personality and they're larger than life and that kind of, you know, um, yeah, but I was just the complete opposite. I was an absolute recluse, shy, quiet, timid, embarrassing myself, embarrassing my body shape. And that's why I got into like computer gaming. Um, I got I love computer gaming because people online, as I touched on the first one, people couldn't see me. Um, and because people couldn't see me, people couldn't judge me because people, when I was younger, judged you. Like I never got my first girlfriend um, until I was like the age of 18, 19. That was that's something that kind of like pushed on me. And then eventually I got a girlfriend when I was like at 20 and I was I was bigger, and um, but that wasn't because of a confidence thing, um, because of the way I was, I was quiet, shy, I was bigger. I was always friend zoned. I was never, I never kind of got interest from, from uh, the opposite sex, in my opinion, ever. Um, always my friend zoned. And then again, because I wasn't a very confident person, quite a recluse of myself. Um, I guess no one probably found me attractive either because I wasn't outgoing. I wasn't. I wasn't. I was a nice person. Like I was like. Uh, soft and to what I would call a wet lettuce. <laughs> um, but I guess I probably at one point wouldn't find me very attractive because I was bigger, very shy, very quiet, very timid, um, a somewhat you'd, you'd call a, in inverted commas, a, a swat, um, and a, a bit of a goody-two-shoes. I wouldn't, I wouldn't upset anyone. I was just very, you know, I guess, polite young man. Um, and as I said, I was a recluse. And because I, I, I felt secure in my room, Playing games at the time, that's majority where I lived. I'd go to work, work four hours, and then uh, come home. I wouldn't stay a minute later because I wouldn't want to. There was still a store manager there at the time who also didn't like me because I was bigger, again, some of their exterior point of view, but because of the way I looked, ultimately thought that I was lazy, uh, wouldn't do sweet FA, and that I just let, let me ask that I was just a lazy individual and I wouldn't do anything and that I wouldn't work. Um, again, kind of what people's external thoughts are of you before even knowing you and that manager held that against me for years until he he actually eventually got the the sack in the well well, we got investigated and then he got booted out um and then when he went surprisingly I I kind of worked up the ropes the ropes in work but that was when I started to lose weight um but again that's that's an example of someone that from the way that, that they thought they saw me um kind of had their own um Opinion of me as as an individual and as a person, um, and didn't really you know give me a chance or you know just just treating me differently to everyone else because of the way I looked, and just automatically wrote me off as being a lazy, bonadored individual, um, and one didn't want to give me the the time of day, um, and and that's really hard because when you, when you're in a position like that and it's almost like you feel a bit lost, because obviously. The things I did and didn't do got me to like being in that position, but I didn't know what else I could do about it. I didn't really ever think about having a PT or getting a nutritionist or anything like that. There wasn't a situation that I was open to, um, or think about even investing in. I was just a little bit lost, um, and I guess kind of like stuck in a rut. And I think, I think you can get in quite a depressive state when you're bigger, um, because you get so kind of locked in your own mindset and in the four walls, thinking that you can't change, you're stuck the way you are. It's too hard to change. You can't do it on your own. Um, And your own mindset can be your own, your own demon in, in some aspects. Um, And you finally get, you feel like you get a bit trapped and a bit lost. Um, And I think today's day and age that there's more venues now to reach out and be like, I need help. Um, But back then it's just very much a, you know, you crack on and get on with it kind of attitude. You You just, you just, it's life. Um, which is what I did. And that's why I came over close. I was stuck in my four walls playing computer games all the time because the people online were as I, I, I mean, I spoke to like between 10 to probably 46 hours a day when I wasn't at work up, up all hours playing computer games. Um, because that was my security blanket. That was my home away from everything. I was most happy there because they couldn't judge me. They couldn't see me. They just knew me as this voice as what I could chat and say to them. And I had a personality as was larger than life on. There. I was a bit cocky. I was a bit of a little shit. Um, <laughs> but it was, it was, I, I could be that, it wasn't a different person, but I could be confident because they couldn't look at me and treat me differently to other people. They just knew me for who I was and the personality I wasn't there. They couldn't see me. And that's kind of how bad things were back then, that people that could see you, treat you differently. Um, I do think things have got a lot better now. I don't think by any means now that, it, that it's perfect, but, you know, I, I think back then it was a lot harder um, and that made me, you know, very shy, very insecure and in you know quite a bad mental headspace, um, and as I I've kind of touched on before about depression, I think an awful lot of people could say that they suffer from depression because of being bigger. You know, I I, I challenge you if you've never been overweight before, go into a gym, go and pick up two dumbbells, get twenty kilos in each hand, um, and then try doing everything you do in a normal day life with those two dumbbells on your hands or even like a sandbag across your shoulders that weighs 20 kilos or more like 40 kilos. I mean, I was 44 kilos heavier than what I am now um, the, or the weight I got down to. Um, and then try and do your normal day ablutions with that on your shoulders, you know, going for a walk, walking up the stairs, going to the toilet, carrying your shopping, going for a walk, trying to do a jog, trying to do all this stuff with additional weight on your back. It's freaking hard work. And I think that's kind of, What infuriates infuriates me a little bit with the fitness industry, and that's why I think I do so well with some of my clients, is because, because I've been there and I've been a bigger person before, I know how fucking hard it is to lose weight. I know how it feels to do your first ever plank, your first ever squat, and all these things with the extra 20, 50 to 60 kilos on your back that a lot of people have never experienced before. And it feels like hell. It's hard. It's bloody, I will never forget the first time I stepped in the gym. One of the, the lads that came over to my house last night, um, he remembers the first time I went to uh, Victoria gym of the Olympic bar. And I couldn't even lift that because I had no strength, no muscle on me, even though I was a, a bigger person. I had no strength behind me because I had no muscle mass. I just didn't train or, or do fucking anything. Um truly believe that a lot of people don't understand what it feels like to exercise when you're bigger, to try and run. You know how fast it gets you out of breath trying to run up, like stairs or carry something heavy um or anything like that it's it, it's bloody hard work and unless you've been bigger you can't relate and you can't experience it i challenge any pt to go on a bulk and try and bulk up and put on six five to six to seven stone on top of their current body weight and go through a weight loss phase and feel how different and harder it is to exercise and lose weight and do other things you'd normally do that I'd take for granted and take the experience and see what it's like because it's fucking disgusting it is it, it's horrible, absolutely horrible. Um, I remember, like it was just trying to do my first ever plank and how gassed you after 10 seconds and how you can't hold it any longer. The drain it has in the body when having that additional weight on you. It's so easy for a PT that's never been through that before to turn around and say, you know, oh, you're not pushing hard enough. You need to push harder because it's so freaking difficult. And I think that's, that's a life experience that I've had that has advantaged me so much and made me into the person that I am today. That makes me a bit more humble and genuine toward people because having had the experience, I understand what it takes to get from being bigger to being slimmer, to getting to where you want to be, how long it takes, the right way to do it. Um, you know, it takes time, it's fucking hard work, it'll probably be the hardest thing you will ever go through in your life. But if you do it the right way, i.e. not ridiculous like dieting or doing fads or boot camps or all that bullshit doing it the right way, the slow way, you will achieve your goal. And when you achieve the goal, you will feel fucking incredible because you'll have earned it. And because you'll have earned it and you're taking your time you got from A to B for however long it takes and you succeed that goal, you'll have better understanding of nutrition, of training and everything and you'll be able to sustain that goal for the rest of your life. Um, that's the way it, sh- it should be done. Um, and as I said, I think a lot of people don't understand truly what it's like to be bigger. How harder it is to exercise and the strain it has on the body. It is, you know, I, I can't even compare. It. I mean, I push, I, I train hard now and do weight training, environments and, and stuff, and I, I struggle from time to time. But struggles that I go through now, trying to through strength training and everything that I do now, is nowhere near as difficult as what it was when I was bigger. um Genuinely, it's it. They are polar opposites, and it is it is completely different. I do think a lot of trainers would would benefit from knowing and feeling what it is like to try and train when you've got that much weight behind you and how much more harder things are because it'd make their understanding with a, with a client that is potentially a little bit bigger um, it helped them understand, you know, how hard it is to exercise, to move, to eat better, get, to go through the hunger. You know, it's hard freaking work. I think that's where a lot of trainers kind of struggle and don't have that connectability with, with clients. And I am very humbled to have that, uh, that life experience that, that I've had that, um, to get to where I am now for I'm obviously losing all that weight to, to getting where I am now so you know as I was saying I kind of went off topic again but um, I think depression is a big thing that people will feel similar um, attributes to when you are bigger because you feel drained, you feel tired, you feel nauseous, you feel exhausted, anything that you do exhausts you, you just don't feel like you have energy and you don't feel like you've got a kind of attitude, you feel Demotivated, you feel somewhat depressed, and I can guarantee a lot of bigger people probably go on depression medication. When in actual fact, if they lost between you know two, three, four, five stone, I can guarantee from doing so, you'd feel more energized, less tired, more motivated, adopt a can-do attitude and be more positive with life because you wouldn't have that additional weight on you, weighing you down because it does weigh you down. It makes your everyday life so much freaking harder. I can't put into words, you know, what it does do to you. Um, that's what I hear. You know, if you listen to my first um, episode of my podcast that I, I went from the no man to the S man because I was a no man when I was bigger and when life was harder and I had mental demons, I didn't want to exercise or move because it was, freaking hard to you feel demotivated demoralized you don't want to do freaking anything when I lost the way I came to in, became into the yes man because then I had the willingness I had the energy I had the tiredness went, I had the 40 kilos off my back I had this new lease for life that I still have to this day now and that's why I appreciate what I have now and the way I am now so much because of where I've come from where I am you know I was stuck in that rock for such a long time and you almost say as coy as it sounds I turned a light switch on and I woke up Um, and I have such an appreciation and motivation for life now. And I always think to myself, man, I wish I could have started sooner, man. I I wish I could have done started five years before than what I did and changed my life sooner, but everything happens for a reason. Um, but everyone has the opportunity and, you know, the choice to start making a change now. Um, and I can guarantee for the majority of people, if they started doing a little something, lost a little bit of weight, got moving more, started eating a little bit better and lost a son or two, they would feel so much better, so much more so than what any medication prescribed or anything can do to anyone. Because exercise and eating well are the foundations of life. And that's what we should be focusing on. You know, the foundations of life, moving plenty, being fit, being healthy, feeding our body well, keeping our body fat percentage at, at a good line, a good healthy line. And that all, you know, branch off into, you know, your everyday life, your your job, your relationships, your friendships, everything, you know, the things that you want to do in life. I, I, there's so much that I didn't do when I was bigger because of my own insecurities and the way that I felt. Um, didn't go on last holidays, didn't go swimming. There's So many things that I wouldn't do because I was so shy and embarrassed because of the way that was and the way that looked. You know, people probably, a lot of people didn't give a seven shade of shit of how I looked and how I felt, but I cared. And I was embarrassed, so I wasn't going to do anything that that would make people see me in that that light of being bigger or whatever. I was just so withdrawn um, and embarrassed with the way that I was. But I got off my high horse and I did something about it. And you know, that's what majority of people need to do—not be giving. You know, we're going to say this for another episode, but like, like, um, what are they called? The, the the gastrointestinal bags to fill you up and all these kind of and cutting your stomach and all these extreme things that people are doing to help people lose weight when these things are unsustainable. Um, but as I said, I'm going to save that for another episode. I want to keep this more so about um, mentality, mental health and the way that it can affect you being bigger and obese. Um, so yeah, I think that's pretty much long enough. I think I've, I've chatted for a good while here. I think we're getting on for half an hour. I don't want to bore you too much with my voice. So this is kind of like a beginning um, into the mental health aspect of things and how it can affect you from being bigger, the things that, you know, how it affects you, how it affects your everyday life, you know. And yeah, so we're going to cap that there. Um, I want to talk into other subjects in the coming weeks. Um, we've got some awesome guests lined up to be coming on the, on the podcast. As well that I'm very excited about. Um, so yes, so thank you for listening. Um, I said, I, I think I can talk about this for England. Um, but this is a good start. So I hope you enjoyed this episode. Give it a review. If you haven't already, please do subscribe and um, I'll catch you on the next episode. That's a wrap. I hope you well and I'll speak to you soon.